Welcome to your success tonic. If you're ready to explore what it would mean to step into your boldest, most exciting vision of success, then you're in the right place. Welcome to your success tonic. Today, I want to talk to you about the connection between our impulse to work hard and our self-worth. And I want you to remember this. You do not have to hustle for your self-worth. It's something that I talk about a lot with my clients, and I see it over and over again. The ways that we convince ourselves that we have to work hard to boost our sense of self-worth. And this plays out in our work and in our life. Now, we can sometimes confuse hustle for self-worth in many sneaky ways. And so I'm going to give you five ways that I see quite often. And I want to see if you resonate with any of these. The first one, which is quite common, is that we tie our sense of worth with our job title or with our salary, especially if we're entrepreneurs, you know, how much we're making every year. So many people equate their job title or salary with their value. And they may feel a sense of pride or accomplishment in achieving that high status job or that high earning paycheck, right? But underneath that, their worth is tied to these external markers of success. So if there's a change in your job circumstances, then that has a massive impact on your sense of self-worth. The second way in which we do this is in our desire to constantly strive to do more. So some people feel that they are valuable if they are constantly pushing themselves to achieve more. I definitely did this. So I know all about it. All right. Those of us who do this set unrealistic goals or work super long hours in order to feel like they're making progress. Right. And when we overwork ourselves, we are trying to prove, yes, we have a good work ethic, but that we are inherently valuable because of the work that we're producing. The third way in which we tie hustle and self-worth is through this method of comparison. Social comparison is a really, really common phenomenon. We are wired to do it. And so it's no surprise that many people fall into the trap of comparing their achievements with those of others. And that's, you know, when we do that, it is so easy to not feel as successful or as accomplished as someone else. Especially, this is one that I see often, when we compare our beginning, us starting the journey, we compare ourselves with someone who's already been on the journey for 10 or 20 years. This is a great way to beat ourselves up and to feel really inadequate. All right, and then the fourth way that we do this is needing validation. For many, many of us, our sense of self-worth is tied to the approval of others, right? We seek praise or recognition for our accomplishments, and that makes us feel good about ourselves. And so we might feel like it's very hard to feel confident or worthy when we're not getting that external validation. And when we 
seek approval from people who criticize us or put us down, that is also how this is playing out. We're trying to get that validation even from the people who are never going to give it to us. And the fifth way that we play this out is by procrastination. We don't bring to life the creative work that we want because we believe that we haven't earned the right to take up that space yet. We don't have that internal sense of worth that lines up with the output that we want to create. So many of us experience this very strong connection between our impulse to work hard and our sense of self-worth. And it can turn into a compulsion to work hard. And we want to achieve more and more in order to continue to feel good about ourselves. So the danger of hustling for our self-worth is that it disconnects us from our core truth. It disconnects us from our core values and also from our core intentions for the work that we want to do in the world. And it ultimately holds us back from the life that we want and from building truly fulfilling and sustainable lives, the ones that we're actually aching for. Because we have this sense that we're not good enough until we create that really amazing result, until we get someone to say, wow, that was good job, or until someone says, okay, you get the pay raise. Now, would you be shocked if I told you that striving for excellence should actually be easy, right? That might be shocking because you might be thinking that I've said all of this to convince you to not strive for excellence. And that is not at all what I'm trying to say. So excellence does take a lot of work, but not in the way that you're probably thinking. The work comes not from checking off major hurdles on your to-do list, but rather from finding and then spending as much time as possible in your zone of genius. When you're in your zone of genius, whatever you do starts to feel easy and fun. And I know this goes against the current trend because a lot of people are out there telling you, you know, if you want to make it big, you've got to hustle. You've got to join the 5 a.m. club. You've got to work at night. You've got to push, push, push. And then you'll get advice about push yourself way out of your comfort zone or fight for every advantage that you can get. But when we put buy into that philosophy, right? We push, we fight, we claw our way to some measure of success. But in the process, we are really at risk of losing a true connection to ourselves. That's when we're in this pushing, hustling mode. And that's when we don't make time for exercise. We eat on the run, if at all, right? We survive on caffeine and adrenaline, and then we're too keyed up to sleep at night. And day after day, if we follow that routine, exhaustion, overwhelm, burnout, and illness catches up with us. So if hustling and pushing yourself relentlessly were the best way to achieve excellence, 
there would be a whole lot more excellence in the world. Don't you agree? Because a lot of us are doing that. And in reality, excellence results from giving yourself permission to be yourself and finding your zone of genius and trying to spend as much time there as possible. So let me explain a bit more. Um, Gay Hendricks, the author of the book, The Big Leap, which is one of my favorites, he coined the phrase zone of genius. And he describes this as the, the one thing that you do better than most people. The thing that you do joyfully, effortlessly, that creates value for yourself and for others naturally. Now, before you find your zone of genius, however, you have to identify the fear that is keeping you from it, the fear that is making it invisible to you. So for example, if you find yourself saying things like, oh, I could be a great leader, a great boss, a great writer, a great entrepreneur, if it wasn't for, and then fill in the blank, my job, my marriage, my education, my health, my social status, my looks, my, you know, just the list goes on and on. There are many ways to fill in that blank, right? But that way of thinking blinds you to your own genius. So in order to find your zone of genius, here are five examples of self-defeating thoughts for you to track down and question because they are keeping you from that zone of genius, all right? So these are the ones I want you to look for. The first one is your desire for security, all right? It makes you afraid to change the status quo, so you might experience change as scary. And sometimes it just feels easier to stick with what you know, even if you know deep down it's not the best option for you. The second one, maybe your attachment to money or the benefits that come with your job or prestige can keep you in a situation that you hate. It can be difficult for you to let go of these things even when you know that they don't bring you happiness and fulfillment. That is keeping you from your zone of genius. The third thing, you may notice that your fear of being vulnerable can make your relationships feel maybe at a distance, shallow, and maybe just unfulfilling because you're scared to open up to others and show your true self. But when you do, when you take that leap, you can discover certain you know, a much deeper level of connection. The fourth way that we block our zone of genius is when we believe that success only comes from hard work and we dismiss self-care and our spiritual life or anything that brings us real joy, we dismiss it as a waste of time. It's not serious, it's not important. However, it's important to realize that these things that bring us joy, these ways of taking care of ourselves are essential for our well-being. 
and that when we indulge in them, we become more productive and much more successful in the long run. And then the final one that I want to mention is this feeling of unworthiness that so many of us drag around with us. And when we just carry that around, we use that to hold us back from claiming the things that we really want and from really showing up as our better selves, our best selves, right? Now, you, when you're in this state of mind, you may struggle to believe that you have something special to offer. You may literally think that you do not, but it's not true. It's important to work on building your confidence and finding that sense of value. So these are all the ways that you might be blocking your zone of genius. And you'll know when you have found your zone of genius, when you're so absorbed in what you're doing, that time flies. You'll feel the sense of deep satisfaction. And you know what? You can't wait to start again tomorrow. It brings you energy rather than using it up and depleting you. Now, if you're not quite in that zone yet, please feel free to contact me and we can schedule a 30-minute complimentary consultation to help you figure out the quickest path to getting you to your zone of genius. It's just so easy to be comfortable with living a life that in the short term feels safe, but in reality disconnects us more and more with ourselves. You know, and the truth is most of us live with what we know and what feels safe. And many, many people would choose that over risking the unknown. But keep in mind that if your goal is greater self-awareness, which is how we grow, right? It's how we become the people that we want to be. Then it is important to mindfully adopt a very self-compassionate approach as you ask these questions, as you look into all of this. So if you're identifying these thoughts and behaviors in yourself, the thing I do not want you to do is to start judging yourself and being hard on yourself because that is not going to get you anywhere. And this is where it, the hard work begins because it calls for radically changing your approach to yourself. And instead of always pushing, 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 it is okay to pursue what comes easily. You do not have to suffer to be great. You do not have to work flat out to be successful. It is actually okay to enjoy life. And it is okay for it to be easy sometimes. So give yourself permission. I'm giving you a permission slip to try things and do them imperfectly because that's how you discover the things that are in your zone of genius. That's how you unleash all this potential that is just blocked right now. It is tough to break free from old habits. It is tough to rework those negative thoughts. 
but the rewards are endless and they impact every area of your life and all the people around you. That is the most important thing. So imagine feeling more fulfilled while achieving balance in your life. Wouldn't that be amazing? It's totally possible. I don't want you to fall into the trap of, of tying your self-worth to your productivity or your success in business. You're worth so much more than that. So here is my question to you today. What are the ways that you're hustling for your self-worth in your work and your life? And what would it look like for you to stop hustling for your self-worth? Dive into the show notes for my email and write to me to let me know because I want to cheer you on on this journey. When you start to look at all of this, you might identify some ways in which you might be unconsciously deriving your sense of value from external factors. Or that you might be feeling this intense pressure to perform and achieve all the time. You may be at the point where you've been experiencing prolonged feelings of anxiety, stress, and burnout because of this relentless drive. I can relate. If that's the case, remember that you are, we all are, way more valuable than our output. We are all inherently valuable. Have a beautiful week. Hey, have you taken the Success Archetype quiz yet? If not, head on over to storytonic.co to take the quiz and discover how to leverage your unique profile to step into your next vision of success.